Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. How are you doing? Hello. I'm, I'm fine. How are you doing with your family? Yeah, good, good. We had to skip a week last week. We had a particularly rough week um, with Elowin's teeth coming through and lack of mm. sleep. I know you had some building works going on there. So it was uh, a bit of an inconvenient time. Uh, to record last week it was a bit bit manic uh, and I was extremely shattered <laughs> so we had to skip a week yeah. well just having the baby is a shattering experience a lovely experience you wouldn't do without it but it, teething is one of the things and I'm sure everybody who's got children would sympathize with you and uh, you get through it and the lovely thing about all of that is Steve and um, we've had four children, uh, so we know what we're talking about. You forget it. You don't remember anything about that. So the lovely thing about it is you just don't remember. You remember it was a bit of a tough time, but you can't remember all the um, the problems that you had with them. So yeah, it's, you've got that to look forward to, really, until you have another <laughs> look one. Look forward to forgetting, <laughs> yeah, until the next one. one. And then it starts all over again. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, she's she had two front teeth, the top teeth have come through now, um, and so it's it's eased off this week. It's been a bit of a Good. bit of a calmer week. We've had a little bit more uh, rest from it, which is nice, and she's had more rest from it. More importantly, um, anyway, so we skipped a week. Uh, I know you've been quite busy. We've got a couple of questions as well that have come in that we we want to talk mm -hmm. about. So let's start with the questions, and then we'll move on to the picture that you've completed since we last spoke. Right. So the first one comes from uh, Gib on YouTube and Gib says, I tend to use pastel sticks. Uh, no, wait, sorry. I tend to use for base colors or area coverage pastel sticks, but you do it with pencils. Do you reckon that the sticks fill the tape paper tooth quicker and hence you use the pencils? Sticks are ideal for color blending and much better than the pencil thank you your videos are awesome so this is gibbs experience with pastel sticks i know we're about to talk about your experiences um being different do you think so it's question do you think that the sticks fill the paper tooth quicker without doubt they do yes being softer they do uh, but that's not always necessarily a good thing the pastel pencil is a stronger pastel if there's a term like that, where you're looking at pastel sticks are softer, uh, the pastel pencils are harder. Therefore, the base colour you use for the pastel pencils tends to be a better surface than soft pastel. Now, I first started using the system that I do now uh, when I was using the ongre paper. and. And, and it worked really well. And it was the only way, if I put pastel, um, soft pastel on and tried to put the sticks on top, this, this, <laughs> let's try again. If you if you use pastel sticks on the ombre first to fill the paper, then try using the pencils on top, you tended to scrape off the pastel. See what I mean? That's what happened with the, um, the ombre. And it was a routine that I went, got into and uh, was very successful at. So when I came to Pastel Mat, 
I just followed the same idea. And I still think and do that as myself. But, you know, everybody's got their own ideas and I welcome those ideas and you should use them if they work for you. If they don't work for you, you find something else. Everything I do and show, and for the, the loads of pictures that I've done in, over the years, um, works for me. And so I prefer that system. And uh, using the sticks on top of pastel pencils, in my view, is better than the other way around. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. This is this is important that we stress this fact is that um, this is the way you approach it and what works for you and other people can try and experiment their own other ways and, and other artists can do different uh, different absolutely. methods. It's absolutely, absolutely all fine. It's all allowed. Um, anyway, thank you for, for the question. We wanted to touch upon that. Uh, the next one comes from Ange, and Ange says, Hi Colin and Steve, I have a few questions, um, and uh, I don't mind how you answer, whether it's here or on a podcast. This came through Facebook. Uh, Ange says, A local art group I have joined are having their annual art exhibition, and I can contribute work to sell or show. Showcasing my work is easy if it's not for sale. There is an expectation that some original art will be for sale, though. How do I price it? On one hand, I want people to buy it, and obviously it needs to be affordable to the community. Yet at the same time, to me, I don't want to undersell. Personally, I don't even know how good I am and what price to even put on it. My art is so full of emotion, uh, trial and error, and I put my heart, soul, and effort into every piece. I am selling something more than a skill and time. So how do you let go when you don't want to? On the other hand, it would be nice to sell some as it would help fund my hobby. Mm. So this is a this is a tough one. Um, oh, it's, it's very tough. Um, it's so hard to price something like that. Absolutely, and that question's been asked by my students and my workshop people and everywhere I've met and the shows. The question keeps coming up, and there's no real answer to it. The answer that I usually used to give and uh, probably still applies, is whatever you do on, on a sale, you must, if you're pulling it up for sale, the idea is to get some of your cost back that you've um, incurred. If it's framing, then the framing charge, and then put a percentage on top that you feel is reasonable. However, um, that doesn't necessarily apply to um, pictures that... Um, you really feel are worth the money that you're going to ask. It, I, I think that sometimes you can ask people, close friends, family, what they think, because they're looking at it with different eyes. You're looking at uh, with an eye, and if you're like me, you, you certainly, in the beginning, undervalued um, your work without doubt you do because you did it um, so if you ask friends and family what they think um, what would you do they will give you some answers and say oh I think you, you need to ask a, a fair bit for this because there's a lot of work in it now that doesn't necessarily apply either the more work you put in you think the more uh, you can ask for it that doesn't apply at all 
you can be just a few strokes on a paper, a piece of paper, um, and frame it and put it up, and you could ask an extortionate amount of money for it and get it. It, it that doesn't, as I say, hold water as far as the um, the amount of time that you put in. So it's a very, very difficult question. But I would sim simple answer would be, don't overprice. Uh, if anything, underprice if you intend selling it and want to sell it. That's the only uh, guidelines I can give you. It, it's very, very difficult and almost impossible to actually answer that question. Mm. I would also perhaps asking our community their experiences, um, others that are in your exact same position, Ange, and maybe on our Facebook group we could start a discussion about mm. it and see what others have felt like they should charge uh, or, or perhaps have charged and their successes um, with that. So this is the thing, when you mentioned time, it made me think about how, in especially when you're starting out as an artist, you're you're taking more time to do a picture. But then as you get more experienced, it, it does take you less time, but you've accrued so much experience through learning that how do you, you can't charge per hour with something like this because, you know, if you're super experienced and something takes you five, six hours, that's not the same as a picture in the early days taking you 20 hours, you know, because you've taken so much to get to that point. You've put in so much effort. Um, it really is. Um, I don't envy. <laughs> I don't envy anyone having to price their work. Uh, it is hard. It is really hard. Um, but I think to give more concrete answers, we should maybe start a discussion. And maybe if we do start that on Facebook, we can come back next week and discuss and share some people's thoughts and experiences with that um to see that's a good idea i think that will, that will work steve yeah that's a good yeah. idea a good question though and i'm pleased that you brought it up and i'm pleased that we have an opportunity to discuss this again because it's been a while since we talked about it mm. excellent okay so let's move on to the picture that you've done uh recently dad i'm going to put it up on my screen now we're going to put it up on the screen for everyone now um this is a gorgeous picture. Tell us about how this how this one came about. Hmm. Well, I found it again. Um, I was looking, and as I usually do, browsing the um, Pixabay site, which is where a lot of my work come from or inspirations come from. I found this one. Oh, ah, um, this fits into several um, ideas that I have. One that I can put an, a wild animal in landscape which is something i've done done a lot of them but what i have done i've enjoyed and i'm sure people have enjoyed it too uh, so that's the first thing and the second thing is it's a giraffe now a giraffe is a, a very lovable animal and i think people um, are fond of them They're, they seem to be gentle i think they can be a bit spiteful <laughs> if you're not careful but Generally, they are considered a gentle animal. So a lot of people love them. And I thought this is a good subject. The other point was it was a young giraffe. Uh, and uh, I've, I've always liked to do the, the, the youngsters because I think they look so sweet. And this one did. And the, the attitude was good too. And uh, the, um, the only thing that I found with it was... I wasn't very keen on the background that I had, so I had to alter that 
Um, not as much as um, you would think. I, I just made it a little bit uh, more presentable. And uh, I think it was very good. But I wanted to keep it... I wanted to keep it as the photographer has seen it. You see what I mean? So you have to be careful that you don't alter things too much, that then uh, the environment and particularly the the uh, the bush that he's contemplating having a little nosh on, um, well, I'm sure he is, and I thought that that's, that's going to have to be representative of what I can see. You can never actually draw something like that. It's just got to be created. So I did spend quite a bit of time on that, uh, trying to um, represent it as I saw it in the photographic reference. But uh, So that's how it actually came about. I was attracted to it because of that reason. And uh, I don't think you can really go wrong with, um, with animals of that kind. People love them. Mm, Especially, I, I might add, if that was going to be put into an exhibition or for sale, not necessarily an exhibition. You've got to be careful with exhibitions. I'm not a great lover of them because they tend to have... They don't have the people going to them that uh, you'd like. So if it was for sale at uh, an art show, then you would be probably quite happy to put um, a reasonable price on it talking about that that we started off with but not too much enough and it would be attractive to people too people would look at it and think oh I love that oh I love giraffes so the chances are you're of selling it would then be uh, higher than if it was a hippopotamus for instance which I know people love them I'm not <laughs> a great lover them. Or, or an alligator or a crocodile these are, are animals that don't have the same appeal Mm. So that's how it all started. I, I was attracted to it, and something different. Mm. Absolutely. What size of curiosity is this picture? Same as usual. This my usual between A5 and A4. Because I'm looking at the pattern on the giraffe, and especially when you get down to the legs, and that looks like something very, very <laughs> detailed and and tiny, teeny, tiny. How did you get on with that? It must have just been a dot with the pencil. Sharp pencils again. You've got to have them. I did sharpen the pencils more with the, um, the spots particularly or the, the markings. Uh, they're more markings, I think, than spots, I would call them. But they certainly, when you go down the leg, they look like spots, don't they? Um, yes, <clears throat> the sharp pencils, without doubt. And, uh, and you've got to be careful, too, when... Um, when you've got the, a large marking, like some of those uh, on the neck and uh, on the body are large markings, you haven't got too much of a problem because you can put the... My colours were 186, um, if people are making note, 186 to start with, and then I put 283 on, and then I followed it by 177, and there was a couple of... I can't remember the numbers, though... Um, of um, Karen Dash as well, thrown into the mix. Now that would work on a larger marking, but when you get down to the smaller ones, you can't put all that in. You, you'd never be able to, you know, put five, six pencils on. So therefore, you would then just use the uh, uh, one eight six and the two eight three, or 
283 on its own in some of them. Uh, so it, it, it was fascinating. And I, hadn't, I had done a giraffe before, a young giraffe. No, it was, was it a young giraffe? I think it was. Yeah, it, it was, was a baby head. one. And it was just, just a head just and a shoulders, yes. no, Yeah. And this is what attracted me to it, because I hadn't done one. Uh, um, I, I, never, I haven't really found a picture. It's not easy to find pictures of giraffes, you know. They don't pose very well, but this one did. <laughs> it, was, it was showing off a bit. Yeah, lovely. Now, there was a, you sent me uh, a picture first of this, and then you sent me a follow-up picture saying you'd missed something off. So I'm just going to put up the one that you sent me originally, and then I'm going to show this the finished one again and just see if anyone can spot the difference here. <laughs> How did... And if you haven't spotted it already, you've got a few seconds before I tell you. But how did you miss off the tail? <laughs> Completely missed it off. Well, the, the, the difficulty is when you're doing um, something like this, you, you, I don't, my um, drawing that I did, the pencil uh, outline, I had to rub that out to a certain extent so you get a, quite a, a light um, edge you know, pencil edge. That means that uh, any subsequent colours, like the lighter colours that are going on, won't show the pencil mark through. Uh, I mentioned this on the video many times, I've done that. Now, in this particular case, the, the tail, uh, I didn't make that very strong, okay? And then I also erased it. I could still see it. And then I put the background in. Now, the background was had to have several tones uh, in I use the same coloured paper by the way uh, several colours applied and of course it covered up the um, completely covered up the tail so I couldn't see any tail at all uh, so I went merrily on my way producing the whole thing and said well this is it I signed it at that time I signed it as you can see and then I thought, I don't know, what, what made me think about it? Anyway, I did. After I'd finished it, I did my outro, packed it all up and ready to, to re-watch it. Then I looked at it again. Oh, my goodness, I've forgotten the tail. And I completely... <laughs> I'm pleased that you did notice it because we could have properly edited and released this class. and We'd have been in trouble. Well, I suppose you could argue that the tail was behind the hind legs. It's quite, hidden. it's quite hidden anyway, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it was quite amusing. It's quite amusing. So did you film an additional bit with doing the tail then? No, I, I, um, I put the, the, the SD card back in the camera again. And then um, I, I, what I do is I delete my outro and delete the bit that um, bits I don't want, and then I took it from there. But on the on the video, the clip that I did, oh, I've I've forgotten the tail. I said, I better put that in, so people won't see the the other bits. Probably would have been interesting to leave it in, but I I, I thought no, let's make it more professional than that. So I so I redid the outro, and uh, it's not really a problem. And uh, so we had a we had a much better um, 
completed video of it. Excellent. Excellent. Good job. Good job. It's a beautiful picture and a really interesting subject choice. So, um, yeah, thank you for doing that one, Dad. And uh, I hope people are looking forward to doing it. Uh, we have got another class planned. It's, it's being edited at the moment. It's uh, I think it's about halfway through. So hopefully it won't be too much longer before we have another class to show you all. And of course, every picture that we are showing anyway, Dad is filming and will be a class to the coming up to the website. Excellent. So have you got another one planned, Dad, yet? Yes, I have. I can talk about it if you like. Um, I've decided to go back to um, cats again. I found this cat. It's a ginger cat, which makes it interesting because it's, it's a difficult uh, colour. The black and white cats, the tabby cats are, are all much the same. I mean, they're, they're different markings, but much the same. But ginger cats are, are much more difficult. So I've deliberately done this, but it's got um, just a very dark, browny, gingery, but very dark background on it. So it's one of those pictures. Uh, what was the one I did recently? Anyway, it's like a sh in shadow, but no shadow on the cat. Uh, so, it, But it's going to have a very, very dark background. So that's not going to be a problem for me. You know, I've done that before, uh, but I love the attitude of the cat. It's very relaxed and uh, beautiful eyes and lovely pose. One of the best poses of a cat I've seen. Very grand, very elegant, I would say. So lovely. something to look forward to. I haven't even started Absolutely. it yet. Well, hopefully we'll get a, a little work in progress shot next week and we can show everyone how you're getting on with it and perhaps talk about your process so far. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Okay, Dad, lovely. Well, uh, thank you everyone for watching and listening. That's it for this week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week.